The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. We're taking a break for the holidays so we catch up on what we've been watching on Disney+. Plus. Find old episodes of this podcast at DisneyDecipher.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on Patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered for bonus content. Or you can support the podcast by planning your trip with me as your travel agent at no cost to you. Get started by emailing Joseph Chung at travelmation.net. Connect with questions for the podcast at any time at DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at WWDeciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook and Instagram pages, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy the show, and Happy New Year. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So it is the holiday season and Leslie and I are taking a break from recording. So we thought we'd just do a quick, fun episode talking about some of our current Disney Plus recommendations. We did one of these last year and really enjoyed it. So, you know, we'd also love to hear from you all what you've been watching on Disney Plus because it's always fun to get new things to watch. It's going to be a short episode, so let's get straight into it. I will kick things off with Olaf's Frozen Adventure. I must confess that I have essentially watched this at gunpoint like 25 times at this point because uh, I have to keep watching it with the four-year-old, but the basic premise, it's about half an hour long. It's set in the frozen world, of course, but Olaf is trying to kind of save the holidays for Elsa and Anna, but there's a lot of... um original music in there as well and it's it's the main cast and the songs are really good um so if you need something to watch uh, over the holiday season i know that uh, christmas has already passed when you're listening to this but if you need something to watch during the holiday season it's a really good short holiday special and uh i don't know if it's uh, stockholm syndrome or what has happened but i've ended up really enjoying it and so you know when my daughter sings the songs they are they are as earwormy as any of the other frozen songs so there is that i uh, highly recommend it it's a uh, i enjoyed it yeah it's very cute and interesting point to note it's a different songwriting team uh one of whom is the sister of the original songwriting team where'd you pull that <laughs> fun fact out of i don't know but, uh... well i my, my husband happened to go to college and being a be in a singing group with uh bobby lopez who is the original songwriting team so nice flex. i happen to nice know flex <laughs> very nice flex yeah check it out it's uh it's good and the music is good so good job sis or whatever <laughs> whatever gender the sibling is all right what's your first recommendation like leslie all right. I can't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I know I've mentioned it to you plenty of times, Joe. Mysterious Benedict Society is just totally awesome. Totally love it. Our whole family has really, really enjoyed it. It's based upon the popular series of books. 
And it came out sometime over the summer, and I think it kind of got a little bit missed, but not so missed that it didn't get picked up for a second season. So a second season is coming, but it's it's very rolled doll. It focuses on the story of some extraordinary kids and a little bit dystopian, and sort of the look and feel of it is is very Wes Anderson. And so it's just really something that I think adults and school-age kids can enjoy together. And, you know, if you have, have geeky kids like yours are and mine are, you know, who sometimes maybe feel a little bit out of place, I think they can connect with sort of the stories of the extraordinary children in this series it's it, it's a series i think of about eight episodes right now so really just awesome and it stars um tony hale who is better known as forky from the toy story franchise better known in disney circles as forky i know him as buster bluth <laughs> or gary walsh uh from veep which is a uh, pretty hilarious but uh yeah i that is on my list of things to watch i really want to find a time to sit down with my kids to watch it because you've talked about it so much and i want to say that the last time we did this you were like looking forward to it but it hadn't come out yet but uh don't quote me on that speaking of geeky kids my next recommendation is a documentary called science fair uh, you may have heard me mention this on the miles to memories podcast but it is a national geographic documentary that follows a bunch of high schoolers from around the country and actually around the world who are competing in the International Science and Engineering Fair um, all the way back in 2017. And it's a really well done narrative about the kind of drama and pressure that these kids feel and what it's like to, you know, go to, you know, these are kids who a lot of them in their schools, they're just uh, floating in the background they're kind of unknown like one of the kids in the schools the school only cares about football and so even though she's done really well in science fair before like no one even knows who she is whereas the the football team is uh, not very good but uh, very strongly represented in the school and so it's just a really compelling documentary and then the science itself is well frankly ununderstandable like some of the stuff that these kids are doing it's pretty crazy the talent that they have oh there's this young man from West Virginia who builds like a neural network and is like designing things that can generate Shakespearean insults and stuff like that. So it's really amazing what these high school kids can do. It's a great documentary. There's a lot of heart behind it. There are times where you're going to feel inspired. There's times where you'll feel emotional. And if you have a science-minded kid, actually, it might cut both ways. It might inspire them or they might be like, wow, these kids are way smarter than me. I'm not sure uh, how it goes, but uh, it's really good. I show it in class at school and the kids always like it, which high school kids don't generally like watching documentaries. So I'm not sure what else you need in terms of uh, recommendation there. That sounds awesome. I actually need to watch that with my kids. My daughter just did her first science fair and is going to the sort of next local level with it so this could both like you say prepare her and totally intimidate her yeah it's uh there are no egg drops at this science fair i'll just say that much <laughs> all right all right adding that to the top of the list right now excellent all right what do you got next all right, I'm sort of sticking in the same vein with this next pick, and that is the new animated feature 
Diary of a Wimpy Kid. There, of course, were live action movies of those, you know, very beloved books. But now Disney finally turned it into an animated version, which I think in my mind was kind of long overdue. I mean, one of the best things about those books is the animation or the the cartoon drawings that are in the books. So sort of staying true to that is awesome. It's a pretty short little movie. I mean, it's not, it's not quite a short, it's not quite a full length feature. It's about an hour if I'm remembering right, but you know, it's the original story. And so many parents out there I know have read the many, many books Many, many times like I have. I mean, that's my eight-year-old son's favorite book series. And he probably has has read every book at least three times. And that usually involves me helping read every book like three times. So it was fun to sort of come full circle and see that as a movie. Yeah, that looks really good. That was pretty exciting when that came out uh, a couple weeks ago. So definitely want to check that one out. It's funny. I don't know why, but my daughter and your son are around the same age. And she has never... I don't think she's read a single book in that series, which seems bizarre for kids that age. This is such a famous series, but I'm sure she'll get to it one day. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing more boys have read it than girls, but my 12-year-old definitely went through a phase where she just blew through all of the books and then handed them down to her little brother. And it definitely has resonated, I'd say, more with him than with her. Got it. All right, my next recommendation is Get Back, the Beatles documentary. I'll start with my uh, negative feedback for it. It is directed by Peter Jackson. And if if you manage to watch the trilogy of Hobbit films, he does tend to, uh, how do I put this nicely, go overboard. But they took all the footage that they filmed when the Beatles were cutting their last album and they've put it together in a documentary. And honestly, the reason why I really like it, I don't even know if you need to like the Beatles. I do really enjoy the Beatles work, but I don't know if you need to like the Beatles to watch it. I think what I love the most about it is when I was in high school, I played in a band. We were terrible. You know, I've played in like various bands over time. But when you see geniuses at work doing something that you like sort of know how to do, but like they actually know how to do it. Uh, There's one scene that kind of went viral where Paul McCartney basically writes the song Get Back when he's just like messing around on a break. It's pretty crazy. Really compelling stuff. The way I would recommend people watching it is actually watch it on your computer while you're multitasking. And there will be times where what you're hearing or what's happening on the screen will just draw you in. And then just pay attention for those five, 10 minutes and then just keep multitasking as you're going on. If you can't sit uh, for, you know, it ends up being an eight hour documentary. So yeah, it is very Peter Jackson-y, but still definitely worth watching. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah, my husband and I have watched the first episode, so I guess we're about two hours in to it. And, I mean, really fascinating. My husband, like I mentioned, is musically talented. So, yeah, he's sort of experiencing that, like, oh, my gosh, these guys are just unbelievable, (laughs) you know, coming up with this and just you know, the talent, the, the raw talent that they have. It's a gift. I mean, there's there's nothing else uh, that you can say about the Beatles, but it was fascinating. But yeah, I agree. I'm, I mean, we're having a hard time getting through it. Just it is a little bit of a long slog to have that much, but really, really fascinating to see. And fascinating to see sort of the other aspects, I mean, real life coming into it, you know, Linda McCartney coming in and Yoko Ono and, you know, all of the other sort of bits and pieces that you get a glimpse of, not just the music part is fascinating to see. 
Yeah, just continuing on that tangent a little bit. What I thought was fascinating is you always get the impression that the Beatles broke up because they were like at each other's throats by the end of it. But there's obviously still a lot of love between them. And it just kind of seems like one of those situations where they're ready to go their separate ways. But it's not, you know, of course, there's conflict as there is in any group, but it's not um, anything vicious or anything like that. And then the other crazy thing is like they're still in their like late 20s. These guys are geniuses. That's, that's that's all I can say about that. Yeah, that was like, oh, you know, I'm way older now than they were when, when this footage was was taken. And what have I done with my life? And look at where they are, like the pinnacle, right, right then and there. So yeah, I guess again, back, coming back to the, oh, it, it might be intimidating in some ways. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I guess uh, my stuff is uh, coming to a theme. Also, um, an amazing advertisement for the tobacco industry to get back. <laughs> documentary they're smoking nonstop. The oh and you're time. like those beautiful voices they're just wrecking it right there right there with each cigarette ah yeah i don't know how do they imagine what they would have sounded like if they didn't smoke it must have been like three packs a day for each of them it's I crazy know. I know. All right. What do you got next before we uh, get to PSA here? All right. So next up, I have something totally obscure, and that is the Muppets Letters to Santa special. It was like an early 2000s show that was on, I think, NBC or maybe ABC, probably ABC, given the uh, uh, synergy there. But it was just a TV special that, you know, Disney Plus has kind of pulled out of the old archive and, and put up on Disney Plus. And that's what I sort of love seeing is things that would have been lost for all of time. And it's a cute little Christmas special. I mean, of course, we all love Muppet Christmas Carol, right? So, you know, that is the classic. That is what you want to be watching too this this time of year. But it's nice to see some of the, some of the lesser specials that are still quite good in their own right being aired again which is cool and of course you know the Muppets are are hot again right now Muppets Haunted Mansion was a big success so I'm looking forward to just there being more Muppets generally on the platform so support the Muppets that are there and we'll get more of them definitely can't have uh enough uh as my daughter calls it Muffet babies in your life so uh yeah you gotta have as much Muffets as you can that's what I always Little say. Little Miss Muffet said on a Tuffet. Yeah. <laughs> Something like so, that. So she's four. She should be able to say it correctly. So uh, I don't know. Maybe I should get her checked out for that. <laughs> All right. So... Uh... Final recommendation, got to do something Marvel. Shout out to Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, or it should be called the Legend of the Ten Bracelets if you watch it. Uh, Excellent, of course. Awesome to see someone who looks like me represented as a superhero. So really enjoyed that. But I will say that continuing the theme of things that we can never do, we cannot shoot bow and arrows like Hawkeye can shoot bow and arrows. Hawkeye, probably my and almost everyone's least favorite Avenger uh, from the movies. But Jeremy Renner really does a good job in the show showing just kind of how broken he has become and asks a lot of good questions about, you know, the implications of the collateral damage that superheroes cause. Um, Not too deeply, but uh, there's enough of it to keep it interesting. And Haley Steinfeld is excellent. I mean, everyone knows she's a rising star and her chemistry with Jeremy Renner is surprisingly excellent. And of course, Jeremy Renner's wife, in the show is Linda Cardellini, who some people may know from the cult classic Freaks and Geeks. So overall, great show. Uh, It has not finished yet, as I'm saying this, but I'm confident that it's going to stick the landing. So uh, check out Hawkeye if you get a chance. And again, if you're binging over the holidays, it's holiday themed, kind of like Die Hard. So 
Awesome. I haven't seen it yet. You know, we have a little bit of a disagreement about Marvel in my marriage about whether to watch it or whether or not to watch it. So I have to kind of watch it on my own, but definitely uh, on the list to make up when I can do some solo Disney plusing. All right, well, I'll finish up with my last pick, and that is just kind of everything National Geographic right now. I mean, you and I are are Epcot geeks, so this is kind of in that lane, but there's some really good things, and I haven't watched a lot of them. I have a lot on my watch list, but just some ones that caught my eye, um, Becoming Cousteau, I mean, everything Jacques Cousteau, that looks fascinating, and then Welcome to Earth with Will Smith is getting really good reviews, so definitely want to watch that, and when I heard about it, you know, I kind of like, oh, Will Smith, he's such a big superstar, like, is this gonna, you know, just be sort of a vehicle for him to be Will Smith, but it's good to hear that it seems to be a great showcase of all of the miraculous things out there in nature. I mean, that's what I, I, I do love watching about some of the National Geographic stuff. And and yes, it's not super commercially popular, but I, I'm really glad that Disney puts money behind this kind of content because I think it's really important. And, and it's tied into their mission. I mean, what they're doing in Animal Kingdom, what they're doing at Epcot. So I appreciate that. Now you've got me imagining Will Smith doing his classic like yelling stuff. At, at the earth like whoa <laughs> you know uh so uh which i'm sure would be amazing yeah i mean shout out to all the national geographic stuff you know my kids just eat it up if they've watched too much tv over the course of a given week but we still need something to babysit them we'll just be like click on national geographic pick something there uh and then you know we can be confident that it won't rot their brain so yeah I love all the National Geographic stuff. On yes, it's responsible babysitting. Thanks, Disney. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you. All right. What are you watching on Disney Plus? What have you enjoyed? Please let us know. DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook and Instagram pages, Disney Deciphered. I will end with a quick Disney do or don't, and that is don't watch Home Alone 4. It is terrible. It is so bad, you might end up rooting for the quote-unquote bad guys like the adults. It is just not good. I thankfully have not watched it, but I still don't understand why there was a need to remake that. Just just wow. So misguided. Yeah. What you can do is actually go to YouTube.com and there is a channel called – or it's, it's Screen Rant's channel. But they have a show called Pitch Meeting where they just skewer all the inconsistencies in the movies and uh, watch the pitch meeting for Home Alone 4 and that's way more enjoyable than the film itself. All right, like we said, we're on a holiday break so we're going to end it here. Thank you so much everyone for listening. Hopefully you are enjoying a happy holiday season and getting some well-deserved breaks and rests. Leslie, I wish you a happy holiday season. Thank you everyone for listening. Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and I will see you Catching up on all your Disney Plus stuff, but probably not because we're going to be too busy over the holidays. Thanks, Joe.